Welcome back to Legit Bat. Bat. Hey. Uh, we had Monica Perez from the Propaganda Report and Charlie Robinson from Macroaggressions on. Again, returning guests. I don't know how we keep getting awesome guests, but we do. We talked about everything from uh, the riots, quote unquote, on the 6th, to Trump being removed from Twitter, which is always super interesting. And, uh, you know, where we might be living soon, in the tunnels, eating rats. <laughs> Stop it. We should be prepping, though, for real. Yeah, gather some food. We have a 20-pound bag of rice. We're good for at how, least two okay, weeks. Okay, 20-pound bag of rice is literally the worst prepping thing. It, you have to prep that shit. I'm talking about, like, you can use creek foods, water. chips, like... Chips? <laughs> something like that. Rice? You have to boil that shit. That takes forever. I know, but it, you can make a shitload at a time, and it feeds a lot of people at a time. <laughs> if you have time to cook rice while you're running for your life. Well... We might not have to worry about that soon. <laughs> we might be just happy to eat the grass out of the fields. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world's coming to an end. No, it isn't. Jesus Christ. This <laughs> is not that dark of an episode. It's super fun. Everyone had a great time. It was in the middle of the day, so it made it kind of a... It was actually supposed to be a little bit. more lighthearted, but, you know, with the yeah. events of <laughs> Even the Monica last few days. Even Monica she's like, oh, yeah, this was a light episode, right? And it's like, yeah, it got really serious really fast, but... What's going on is crazy. We can be serious, Bizarre especially censorship. when we're sober. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we are always serious, but in a lighthearted way. Like, you might as well laugh while the world burns around you. Yuck it up. <laughs> Enjoy the uh, talk, and we will talk to you next week. This is loose, right, Joe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not very serious. Yeah. I, I was telling another show the other day about how I'm just so tired of everyone being so serious about all these issues. It, it's stuff that you have to be serious about, but I hear enough seriousness where I'm like, my show is going to be laid back and make fun of everything instead. And a little bit you know, serious, I don't know sometimes. what we can really do about it. Like, I feel like there's two things you can do. Charlie's on to what I call the silver pill, where <laughs> make tech your slave. Instead of you be this slave, maybe I'm wrong, but just the whole Bitcoin, crypto, and then what that implies beyond, maybe I'm wrong, I don't want to put words in Charlie's mouth, but, That's and then the other idea is like grow a chicken and <laughs> I can't do either, but regardless if I can do those things or not, I, there's nothing else to do. So might well, you as well can't even, you, you can't even keep goldfish alive. So I wouldn't start out with a chicken. Dude, the fish. My sister got me a shirt. It says WTF. And then under it, it says, where's the fish? Like, <laughs> <laughs> look at my fish tank. There's no fish in it. I did crack the code on that, though. So now I have an overabundance of fish and frogs and shrimp and snails. It's Whoa. a little crazy. That's, so, yeah. It's actually cool now. We have we have way too many pets. I'm about to get rid of like three of them. No, we're not. <laughs> we have five <laughs> Netherland dwarf bunnies, if anybody wants one. Oh. Nope. Yeah, right? <laughs> and... Uh, couple of dogs probably some uninvited critters living in the rafters but we'll, we'll worry about that right now yeah so how did your uh, talk with garland go it went well um he couldn't say much because they're in the thick of a battle to finally i mean it, every week it's the same thing and hope springs eternal but he said he thinks that they're going to ultimately get to look at the ballots before the inauguration and that makes me a little nervous because I think they're really, somebody's trying to gin up some serious unrest 
I think that Linwood is up to no good. Well, some more unrest. I mean, like for reals, like that was everybody. I knew people there and everyone was on the bus by five o'clock on Wednesday. Like there yeah. was, I don't think that was for reals, but I think they're, you know, like Chaz or whatever, those things went on for days. Is it still I a thing? I haven't heard anything from Chaz in a long time. I guess they it just receded to the back burner during this news cycle. Who knows? What's well, going they realized they that's old news. They couldn't rely on themselves for food or anything. And they're like, oh, actually, we need those supermarkets and uh, we need our Starbucks. Like- uh, gardening supplies where they were put, throwing potting soil on pizza boxes and spreading oh my seeds on it and waiting Cute. for food to appear. But it reminds me of my 600 pound life. You're like, how does somebody who can't leave their house remain 600 pounds? Enablers enablers and food stamps they're all on food stamps oh, yes. oh yeah yes. so and you know the quality food you can get with food stamps so <laughs> exactly awesome. that's right they get them that's for sure good point so uh what did you, i wanted charlie especially i wanted to hear what you had to think about uh the sixth just be, from a propaganda yeah. perspective because i know how much you love the media so i <laughs> we went back and forth on it and uh I still think that whatever happened was 100% allowed to happen. Uh, Whether half of what we saw actually happened or not, whatever did happen there was allowed to happen. It wasn't just some free for all. Yeah, it had it. I mean, first of all, it's like you if you're going to over like literally overthrow the government, you don't put it on the calendar. (laughs) <laughs> you don't say it's going to happen on the 6th at this time and we're all going to meet here and everything. That's not how it goes down. And you don't do it dressed as a Viking or, or a Wolverine or whatever you're <laughs> dressed as. I mean, y- this is theater. This is political theater for the morons out there to stir them up and get them all riled up. Now, there were sim- there were multiple things happening at the same time. You had a legit rally, a bunch of people wanting to get together and s- get to the bottom of this. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing nefarious about that. That's the scheduling part. That was what was scheduled, of course. But when you schedule that, you can schedule counter-protesters. You can schedule Antifa people to dress up like this. You know, there's, a, there's an old... Um, there's an old story about somebody that was saying that they they wanted to protest a certain candidate and um this was like a you know a a rules for radicals type strategy thing they said well we want to go protest this candidate and uh, the person they were talking to about that said "No, no 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 don't go don't go down there and hold up signs that protest like that doesn't do anything what you need to do is go down there, dress yourself up like you and a bunch of people dress up like the KKK and go down there and hold signs supporting that guy. That guy that you want to protest, go dress up like the KKK and hold signs and say you support him. (laughs) That's a better way of doing it. And so what you see with these sort of infiltration type things is it's like the best way to do it is not to be Antifa fighting Proud Boys. The best way to do it is to be Antifa dressed up like the Proud Boys and then acting like morons. Acting like Antifa. Anting like themselves, right, and then tarnishing the reputation of the other the other side. Now, I'm not I'm not trying to m- make distinction be- between right, who's right. better, Antifa, Proud Boys, or whatever. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying probably to probably run that. by the same guys. Probably, yeah, they're all getting money from the same groups. But um, but the idea is tarnish the reputation of one group by dressing, you know, infiltrating them. That, that this is like co- co-opting yes. 101. There's right. nothing about this, but but. You know, the media's role in this, as always, 
is so devious and they're such uh shitheads for it they what they you know they focus on all these people are breaking windows and climbing in through the capitol you know through that and then of course you know may or may not have been actually happening i don't believe anything that i see anymore but then there's videos of the doors being held open on the backside you know, oh yeah, like, they hey, let him in. Doors up, come on in. A friend so, of mine was there, and the picture of her. She walked up the steps because they opened the gates, and she sent me the picture and said, "See, you can see that the doors are open." Yeah, mm-hmm. they made it sound like it was a breach, like they raided Fort Knox right. or something. They they right. were let right. in. Right. Yeah, it was Mission Impossible Twelve, and it was all these people <laughs> had repelled off the roof and yeah. kicked in the doors, and I mean. And then what did they do? It was like it was like breaking into your school on summer vacation. You get right. fire extinguishers and you're like, let's let's fucking do this. And then like after <laughs> two minutes, you're like, now what are we gonna do? Yeah, take you know, pictures of each other. Out of ideas, like let's steal the podium. All right, cool. Now <laughs> I don't know when time's the bus leaving. Five o'clock. Let's be on the bus. So it, the whole thing was like theater. It was just. It was just. It was. It was the media framing it and you know how they do it. You know to create division. Yeah, totally. there was stuff going on there. It wasn't obviously a normal day, but, but, but uh, you know I don't. Oh, it was. It was as bad as nine eleven. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> stop! Stop! Stop that. Might have that's, been the same people behind it, but yeah. right. That's what they meant to say. Not yet. Now this is what I'm a little worried about. That it's not over yet. Yeah. Like if they frog march Trump out of there under the twenty fifth amendment or something, which I'm, you know, I, I think he's part of the whole the- theater. He is an actor. He was trained or worked for Jeff Zucker as he made his bones as an actor. That's the guy who runs CNN. Mm-hmm. But if they frog march him out of there, then uh, or they stop him from running in the future through passing one of those and uh, including that in the articles of impeachment, which I assume they will pass. That could be the the tripwire, as they say. Yeah. Well, I, one of the weirdest things about the whole day was the fact that Congress reconvened after supposedly that girl got murdered in there, um, and a bu- you know every everything else that happened a couple hours later, they're like, yeah, sure, let's get back to business now. Like, yeah. When, a group when does that, that happen? Doesn't have a problem taking extended vacations whenever they can to get as far away from doing anything work related as possible. All of a sudden, decided that afternoon, oh, we really do need to get back in there as fast. After hiding under their desks for fear of their lives. Oh After yeah. After someone was murdered in the building, <laughs> and it's like, let's just come back and finish this all up. I mean. Agreed. Totally. It, what's more annoying than all of it was to what? I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's a it's, it sounds like a crazy question, but the only reason I ask that is because how many murders have we seen on television that have turned out to not be real? How many how many of these events have we have we followed only to find out that there's serious questions about everybody involved in them? So so yeah, you know, the video was definitely fishy, and my friend who was there on the steps took a lot of pictures and a lot of videos, which she sent me, and so she knew the timing of things. So she said her picture at two o'clock showed nobody on the stairs. And by two thirty, there was some guy running around screaming at everybody that someone had been killed and was already gone. So she said within a half an hour that they must have, you know, if the steps had not been breached, if there were, I don't think there was two places the Capitol was breached. So it was 30 minutes from when she saw nobody on the steps to when this guy said that woman had been, had 
Because when you look at the thing, she comes up the stairs, the doors, the glass is broken. There's, um, there's furniture up against it. Like this stuff takes time. And she'd already been removed in 30 minutes. And my friend said she didn't even believe the story when she was hearing it. And she asked the guy to prove it. And he found somebody who had a video firsthand, which she said she didn't, didn't look real to her. So that story is fishy and, you know, but it doesn't count if nobody dies. And then they had to have a cop die because you have to have people on both sides die. And that's just smacks of from Ukraine to Iran to Saudi Arabia like this. This happens over and over again. Well, a murder like that is isn't something you're allowed to question anymore either. You know, like with the whole SH thing, you're not allowed to question it because people died. So. But they demonized yeah. her, too. They weren't, like, sad about yes. it. They were, yeah. like, she was also a white woman, I dare I yes. say, the most hated. She was a Karen, basically. <laughs> she was a Trump supporter. She was a veteran. She was a q She was all of the things everyone hates yes. right now. So that's why people were, like, good. Like, she deserved it. Like, the media almost made it like she deserved it rather than, like, this poor woman. What was she doing there? You know, like maybe she should have changed her views. She was a conspiracy theorist. That's another thing they said. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched CNN on purpose because I wanted to see yeah. their ridiculous spin. And they called them terrorists. He's like, there's another name for people like this. It's terrorists. I was like, no fucking well, way. Well, Monica, are you, you and me? You and Brad talked about fine. that. They're just protesters. But these people are terrorists. Yeah, you talked about because that with Brad. Take, they get to take your rights away. And. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was very weird that that video was I I tweeted I retweeted that video and I'm pretty cautious about that stuff but I couldn't believe that they left the video of that woman getting shot on Twitter so I retweeted it and I think last I looked like 95 people were chiming in saying this is there this is fishy that's fishy this is fishy and I and then that's when I knew to take the whole thing down because I was like there this is just bait they're baiting us so that they mm -hmm. can say that we're putting this stuff out there. Well, and after Friday, after Friday, with all the massive uh, bans and removals, like you got to, they're forcing you to censor yourself now. You really got to watch it if you want to exactly. keep your shit. I'm surprised uh, you're still on Twitter, Charlie. <laughs> well, I am too. And Richard Willett, uh, my buddy who's a producer for Iconic over with David Icke, he got dinged and I emailed him and he, I said, Are, you're got, they got you. And he said, yeah, yeah. He retweeted, uh, I think that same video you put up. Monica, or so, he put yeah. he, some some video. And did he related. get taken down? He got his. He just got deleted off flat out. Yes, yeah, see, that's what I thought would happen. And right before I did the show on Friday, I said to Binkley, I was like, I, I I'll take this down off after show. And I thought, let me take it down now. And by the end of the day, I had lost five hundred followers. So I don't know if people were deleting themselves or they were deleted. But I wanted to ask you. We did a thing on Rockfin, which you're on now, so I know you can watch it. Binkley and I, he found this. He put it up in real time. It was a video of the CFR and a guy named Imran Ahmad. Do you know him? It's like from the center of countering hate. Have you ever heard of this? Yes, I do know who that is. Yeah, he that's the bragged, guy in the UK. He bragged about getting David Icke taken off of yes. YouTube. Okay. Yes. I just didn't know if, he, if yes. he'd done He's that publicly. Guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he did. He did yeah. talk about that. Centers for countering digital hate is, I think, right. And he, Jeez. he's. I think he's being paid to target minority communities who are hesitant to get vaccinations. That's he's also latest. he's also being paid by the Zionists to go after anybody critical of Israel. Oh, so really? If you have that? Yeah. If you have that in your as your in part part of your your deal, um, you, you know, David Ike. Right. It has been critical of of lots of people 
right <laughs> Zion is one of them but but by no means you know at the top of his list just on the list and uh they 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 went after him real hard yeah they're the ones that got him deplatformed. i think that's a, a one-man operation too a very hot button word zionist but if you actually look at it i believe wasn't not netanyahu's father actually like founded the zionist party or something yeah, it's, it's not it's not a, like a it's not a it's not the n-word no no it's a political <laughs> designation it's like calling someone a republican or a democrat but right. they've conflated it so that when you call someone as i see like for me the first time i ever heard the term zionist I'm sure was some dude on Jerry Springer going, y'all bunch of Zionists, you know, like one of those guys who's, who's Zeke Heiling across the stage and causing a commotion and, and yelling at everyone and calling them Zionists. So I had always assumed that that was a derogatory derogatory term for that. It's not, it's just a political right. designation. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a political philosophy, I guess. And I, yeah. Yeah. But, I but did, it, you yeah, can't yeah, talk about that because they don't because they're up right. to no good and so they want to they want to make it so that if you talk about what they're doing just talking about them is anti-semitism right. it's like what there was i did notice when i was investigating that guy that he's associated with a female i feel it's like a fashion editor or something who uh has something to do with israel i couldn't tell if it was pro or con i feel like oh maybe they were running jeremy corbyn out of town i think maybe that was their thing there's a oh dang i can't remember what the name of it is there's a documentary series that i or documentary that i watched it was broken up into four parts uh, and maybe someone is familiar with it someone that watches this can put it in like comments or something but it was it it's talk it it was specifically about the uk and the use of use of lobbying groups to stifle any sort of discussion about the shenanigans that Israel is up to or Israel's undue influence in UK parliament and things like that. And so it was this really fascinating, kind of like a Project Veritas undercover right. story oh, where they were following a couple of these people around and getting to the bottom. Of, I mean, so the, it's it's probably what you're talking about ha probably has some sort of tangential relationship yeah. to this group there that is lobbying heavily on behalf of Israel to try and get UK politicians to be more supportive of Israel. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's lobbying. I do. I, I do feel like the UK, US, Israel kind of triangle. Like I, I never know what's on top. I think probably ultimately I read a book by Gregory Harm set called straight power concepts. His first book was the history of the Israeli Palestinian conflict and that was definitely not going to make any friends in Israel. And but his ultimate conclusion was that uh, the lobbying gets them some stuff, but really they're all in it for the kind of you know UK, US, the banking centers, Israel. They're all in it for the straight power, the energy stuff, the money stuff, because you can start getting. I don't know if the word is esoteric, but like where people start going hard. I'm not there. So maybe there is a there there. I don't know it yet, but I you but I like do. There, there, there's some spiritual or cultural reason for well, it. Like other, I, other I feel like so, the only reason I put that in there is that I really struggle with the fact that it's very easy to just not look at the straight power concepts or the straight money goal of these kind of things and start saying. Um, you know, somebody's trying to take over the world for 
reasons that are fifth dimensional, you know? Right. So like I listened to Alison McDowell, Wrench on the Gears, where she talks about how they are trying that the big thing right now, this could be the ultimate goal behind Great Reset is they are trying to digitize and blockchain identity, commodity, social welfare, and then get those privatize the social welfare and then make bonds out of that stream of income so and monetize that so you could look at these guys want to control the world these guys have some nefarious plans to enslave people these people are transhumanists and that may well be true but if you really spend all of your time doing that you miss what Alison mcdowell is is saying which is you know she's just your straight up kind of liberal hates banks i get that you know, it's not it's not my it's not libertarian either to the, what those banks are up to. But the way she talks about it, it's very concrete. And if more people really understood the details of how what they're going about, you you could dismantle it just based on that stuff alone without having to, like, spin off, like, who's really in charge. Same thing with the stuff in D.C. It's like it doesn't or the vote. It doesn't matter who Q is or who's really in charge or where it goes. We did not get the process. I'm, I didn't vote for Trump. I'm not a Trump supporter, but we did not even get that process on January 6th that we were supposed to get. And Georgia, which I'm most educated about, literally said, given the events of today, we withdraw our objection to the our electors having been certified in the way they were. And, and that's just completely, that's like invading Iraq when Afghanistan supposedly did 9-11. Like Iraq, nobody thought Iraq did 9-11, but we still invaded it. It's like, that's irrelevant. And my argument is you don't have to love or hate QAnon or love or hate Trump or love or hate Biden to say that is a deal breaker for, <clears throat> that is that is one of the detonators for the controlled um, demolition of the American empire is right. taking away the process that keeps people um, feeling like they have some control. Oh, it and is interesting. Doing... Yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say it's just interesting to see the fallout after that too. On especially on social media, the people that, especially after Trump got deleted, have you seen? Like she has a bunch of uh, pretty far left friends that are just I'm hook line and sinker. So like, I don't delete them. I keep them on purpose you're and follow dogs. them. She's just so I. At them. I just I don't like anything on Facebook anymore because I don't want these people to delete me because I want to right, see what course. they're saying. But they, yeah. uh, I actually am. I do believe there is there's always election fraud, but the what I see the way the media has spun this, maybe Biden didn't get as many votes as he got, but most people watch the news and most people aren't that bright. Maybe I'm just a super negative person. I honestly believe that Biden won the election because people are stupid. I think they were hating on Trump <laughs> That's so the much. Best explanation I've heard so far. Actually. <laughs> but no, I think that, that Trump that was is. so demonized that they're just so dumb. They're like, he's bad. I'm voting for Biden. But like when most people at his age, you're thinking of like where you're going to, how you're going to care for a family member. Like I would never think when my grandpa was like 76, 77, I wasn't like, maybe he could be president. We were like, no, where's he going to live? Like, you know, we have to make sure he's safe. He's going to change his diapers. No one's thinking like that. They're just right. like, Trump's so bad that this man is going to save us. And it's like, no, what? How could you make your vote based on hating someone else? That's the worst way to make a decision. Because orange man bad. Yeah, I feel like it's like Obama, though. For me, 
I didn't, we're descending in socialism. Charlie's right. We're, this is collapsing. If Obama took that opportunity to heal what was this constant um, racial division being foisted upon us, never allowed to heal. If Obama took that opportunity to heal, that would have been great. If Biden took this opportunity to heal, that would be great. I, I don't need Biden not to be president at all. I don't like Trump at all. I think he's complete fraud. And he signed off on $4 trillion of de deficits. I mean, this is crazy. He did more harm than Hillary could have gotten away with. However, you can't, there, if there's no process left, then you will have a kind of chaos that does, isn't like anarcho-capitalism. It's, it is a, it is a, de they're demolishing it. You want to build, yeah. you want to build on that to have a better society, not destroy and de-industrialize and, um, and then call for tyranny and martial law, because that's where we're going. We're going to where we have to re fundamentally restructure the, uh, as the Markel Chertoff said, the legal architecture of this country, that's what's coming. Well, they are saying build back terrifying. better. Yeah, I hope they do build yeah, back better, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I, you, I, I mean, you're, you've got half the country that is, well, maybe not quite half, but you've got a, a large portion of the of the country that is never going to accept that Joe Biden got that many votts, and and I'm I'm in that yeah, yeah. category no, it was too. Fraud. I just oh, look sure. at it and go. I just, you know, nothing scientific about what's coming out of my mouth, but it just didn't look right. When you've got 70,000 people showing up to Trump rallies, he's doing three states a day. He's all over the place. There's a 20 mile line, a 20 mile long line of cars with Trump flags and everything in Arizona. And then you, and then the con, you know, then you, you, you look at, the, at Biden. If he could get a dozen people to show up at his event, that was a success. And I'm and and I'm not kidding. There was one in Arizona where the media was totally perplexed because they couldn't figure out. They thought was it canceled or something because they were at this event and nobody was there. So you go from, so you want me to believe that that guy not only beat Trump, take Trump out of the equation, that guy beat Obama in terms of votes. <laughs> wow. How? Wow. How can you do? Well, how? I, I can actually see Jen's so point on that. Part of a scam. Stupid people. <laughs> well, yeah, no. The media, though, the media was constantly in our and the people who watch the or, so we never watch terrestrial TV unless we're watching football. So we had football on on Sunday a while ago, and it was before the election. And there was a commercial that was like, "This is the most important election of you know century, whatever. Like this is the most important election. Get up and vote. Blah blah blah." And there's constantly commercials about going out and voting and who are the people watching the news not necessarily trump supporters i mean i feel like it's a lot of people in cities a lot of people are watching that and thinking oh and the news also demonizes trump every chance they get i just think the people that are going to go to a rally in support of biden aren't the type of people who voted for biden if that makes sense they're like yeah. older people they're those city type people that don't go to rallies and things like that they're too busy being vegan and shit well if you look just, at the like, uh, don't... <laughs> if you look at the amount of masks i see everywhere propaganda does work yeah that's <laughs> true they wouldn't go out i just i see my whole facebook is plastered with people who voted for biden just because they hate trump and talking about how anyone who says anything against Biden is stupid name calling constantly just bashing anyone and we're not Trump supporters either we didn't vote for Trump we didn't vote for Biden I always vote third party because I hate the two-party system but like I just don't yeah I just don't I don't believe that Biden got as little votes as some people are saying I think that there were a lot of people who voted for him because of what they're hearing on the media and because they hate Trump so much 
it's constant. Well, can I interject what we, why I talk to Garland every week? Garland, Charlie, is um, an elections integrity expert in Georgia. And his, I've said this so many times, I feel like I just said it five minutes ago because I did a video with him. But he, he has a, an organization in Georgia and they have poll workers who have sworn affidavits. This is what the lawsuit is about. Sworn affidavits that they saw thousands of mail-in ballots that were not creased were on the wrong paper and had been marked by a toner not by a pen or pencil as if the ballot had been printed out already marked and they have been suing to have a forensic examination of that for weeks now if not longer and it keeps can't keeps getting kicked keeps getting kicked it might be done before the inauguration but i'm only telling you charlie because it isn't just a gut feeling they they Garland's absolutely confident that the electoral votes of Georgia were cast for Biden in error. And he might not be the only one who has this lawsuit that absolutely no one's ever heard of. Like in Detroit, they might be in the same fight. He doesn't follow the other stuff because he's up to his elbows. But mm -hmm. there it's a it's definitely I, I mean, I'm convinced this deal is real. And I also think they have made it obvious because they want to marginalize this group that that's the most devious component of this is if they if they steal it right in front of your eyes and and dare you to do something about it right. because and that crowd yeah well we we already know that we can't um we can't talk about it can't talk about it on social media they put a little <laughs> banner underneath you that's you what know, happened that's... with my video today yeah yeah, yeah. so two, two so it's what my feeling is like a lot of this stuff if what we're talking about is whether it be election fraud or the deep state or flat earth for that matter, if what we're talking about is so insane and so crazy and so preposterous and so obviously untrue, why the overreaction to shut everybody up about talking about it? And the answer, of course, is because it challenges their narrative. And if they built better narratives that were built on truth instead of all these lies, then it wouldn't be so easy for a couple people to just knock the whole thing down. So they have to deplatform you. They have to get rid of people. If they built, if they were better at what they were doing, it's at creating fake stories and fake narratives and fake realities. If they could do that better, we wouldn't have it figured out and therefore there would be no need to shut us up. But because they're so bad at their job and they've made it so obvious that what they're doing is illegal, be it election fraud or what they're doing to our currency or whatever. Anytime we say something about it, their answer is just to deplatform us because they can't handle a conversation or debate about this because we would destroy them because they're, because it's so obvious what they're doing. So in the, so in order to not have the debate that will obviously expose their gigantic lie, they just said, make sure those people don't have a voice. And that's where we are. We can't talk about it anymore. I know we're trying to squeeze in as many shows as we can before who knows what happens to our RSS feed or yeah. our social but, media. Who knows? So what's the plan? Media I got nothing. for people like us. <laughs> uh, email, I guess. <laughs> Carrier pigeon. We're 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 working on it. You know, I mean, we're trying to figure it out. Well, I know you guys at the Union of the Unwanted have some yes. stuff going on with that site, yeah. and hopefully, maybe we can all ship our stuff over that way. But it, I still think if 
if they wanted to, they could pull the plug on any website they want or any server. You know, even if it's a private server, I still feel like they could be like off, you know. Especially yeah, some of the stuff Sam says. That control went international of the internet. It used to be US and I think that was one of the things that people were worried about. But yeah, it's only a couple of levels away. But I think at this point we're not at that level yet. But hey, they might like everybody to spend all their time, effort, and resources like setting up camp somewhere else over and over again until, I mean, my word, I, I'm not savvy. I don't have any extra time or money at all. So just the WordPress thing had somebody do it kind of on a volunteer basis, try to resurrect my site. It didn't work out, but I didn't like think to put a bunch of money into it and figure it all out. And now I'm, I'm thinking I'm kind of trying to prepare for Twitter to get rid of me too, but I, I just don't know what, what the next step would be. Maybe, Float, but yeah, I'd be interested to hear the union of the unwanted tomorrow. I'm sure people yeah. are leveling up. Yeah, we've got some people that are coming on to talk about it. It's going to be a variety of things, uh, some some vaccine related com components right. to it too, which which marries up nicely with the internet censorship as well, because it's that's right. another one of those topics that. Uh, God forbid you have an, uh, an opinion that goes against the established narrative. You know that established narrative that changes every three months? If you're, <laughs> if you're wrong with your opinion during this time frame and you're saying this, oh, you've got to go. But don't worry, they'll change the way they feel about things in a couple of months. You would have been correct all along, but you're <laughs> gone. You're long gone. You've been deplatformed. So it's like, you know, they. Th th this is so obvious for yes. us it's yeah. so obvious it's, and the dovetailing of the covid yeah. stuff and this i mean it works in both directions not just the censorship for vaccinations but the kind of it's like a snowballing effect that you're really not allowed to assemble or petition so garland's thing which normally he's got a big crowd he's got a grassroots movement that he's been working on for i think maybe two decades so when he says we have a court hearing he brings a lot of people with him and it's very hard to push down his very simple straightforward constitutional request to have an examination of the ballots themselves which isn't what the audit was it was not what the recount was this stuff was happening in the audit so he wanted to look at that and normally he has a crowd and a lot of times they they have to capitulate but now it's just a hearing on the web so there's no shouting down the judge. There's no show of hands. There's no cameras. You know, this all this stuff is going to is going hand in hand. And then not only does it suppress the people, but it increases their frustration. Yeah. Well, and then, and then you got free for all. In the midst of all that, after the sixth and his Twitter removal, then you have Pelosi wanting to impeach him again. Uh, what's your take on that? Because I've heard several perspectives and one of them is that they're trying to ruin his chances to run in 2024 i don't think if biden and harris get in there i don't think there's any way he would even be allowed to run in 2024 so why the impeachment <laughs> they're going to ruin his life as much as they can and that could just be the reason just trying to fuck with him you know well they were going to put the impeachment in the impeachment thing it was going to say they're arguing that they're going to put in it that he can't run in 2024 so um it isn't they would be doing that deliberately. It wouldn't be like a process thing. And I don't, yeah, I mean, maybe that's to make people feel further disenfranchised, but I I'm, do want to hear what Charlie has to say. Well, I'm just curious about why, you know, once again, he's out in two weeks. What, what's the problem? Is, is this, is <laughs> that's this, what I said. This isn't a, 
this isn't about protecting the nation from this maniac, this unhinged maniac for the next two weeks. This is about something else. This is about revenge. This is maybe about setting him up so that he is eligible for prosecution. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a constitutional lawyer. I don't know how all this stuff works, but I'm just thinking out loud, you know, obviously tarnish his reputation, divide the country further, which let's face it, that is part of the plan here is to divide people. Uh, Midnight Mike, who does the uh, uh, OBDM podcast and Union of the Unwanted. And, and of course, Joe, you guys, you guys are, are fans of his. He's come up with a, uh, a new term for this that he he's been, that we were talking about on, on, on my show a couple of days ago, which is a uh, digital Berlin wall. Yeah, I where saw that. it is, it is walling off yeah. people into two very distinct camps, uh, and it's being done from a technological standpoint through these social media platforms, where they're 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 putting you in. You're either on one in one team or the other. You're either in the the left Twitter or the right parlor or whatever. <laughs> and right. we're even seeing parlor getting attacked by Apple and right. Google, and they're going after you know they're doing all these dirty things. That to me. I, I look at this and and I think this looks like this is what you would do if you were losing the fight. If yeah. you were the left and you were losing the fight or you knew that you were you didn't have a very good argument, you would try dirty tricks like this, trying to deplatform people and get them silenced forever because you can't stand to have the argument. You can't stand to have the discussion. So I find myself boy, and it's a weird place to be. And maybe the two maybe the three of you have found yourself in this particular situation as well which is not a fan of trump at all and yet from time to time forced to defend him against yeah. <laughs> these unhinged attacks that are coming from the left that's exactly and you're going, it. god i don't feel good about this but your your attack is such bullshit i can't let it stand i yeah. have to just stand up and get in the middle of this and i've realized i find myself defending donald trump which I, you know, under no circumstance should I ever do that. But, but it's what, what has happened is so dirty and so devious and so disgusting. And it's done by a bunch of people that the, what bothers me the most is that the left portrays themselves as the good guys. And they are so far from that. I think as, they actually oh, believe they are too. They, that's the thing. They believe they're on the side of good. Yet that what they'll say is we're on the side of good. We want good things. And if you don't believe what we think, then you can die. And I hope your kids get COVID. And I hope your kids get get MMR or get get measles from the MMR shots. If you're such an anti-vax, anti-science idiot, you deserve. I mean, it's like so much for the tolerant left. Right. The bumper stickers out here say "fuck hate." I think they get the, <laughs> yeah, fuck hate. It's just like, isn't that yeah, inherently yeah. kind of hateful. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. totally. It's, it's actually and, perfect, though. Yeah, and, and it's that. and it's running around on the streets. You know, they have no. But they but the other big bumper sticker was any functioning adult twenty twenty, and they couldn't achieve that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, uh, we yeah, just imagine. Uh, it's um, a great idea. Imagine Trump beating you in 2016 and having four years to come up right. with a candidate. And the best you could do was Joe Biden, who you right. had to rely on everybody hating the the current yeah. guy so much that they'll vote for this shitty old man who's maybe a pedophile and definitely corrupt. It, that's the best you could do in four years. Like, what does that say about the Democratic Party? Oh, they eat themselves. Thinking- 
Sorry, say that again, Joe. I'm sorry. Oh, I said sorry. I said they eat themselves. Yeah. The left eats itself. Well, here was something funny I thought of with all of the like taking down every remote statue of anyone who's was ever uh like who was alive during slavery. And I, I, when I was investigating Rutherford B. Hayes, which is the closest precedent to having an electoral dispute, like the one that we have now, I found that he had been running against Samuel Tilden, who absolutely won the popular vote hands down. There was no question about that. But he was a Democrat from New York. And in the Smithsonian article about this, it talked about how the Democrats were the white supremacist party and they were just trying to push out the Reconstruction soldiers. And that was the Compromise of 1877. They said, OK, we'll give you Rutherford B. Hayes the, the votes like we will no longer dispute this as long as you let us put in Jim Crow laws, basically. It's oh, changed their name. Oh. There you go. So, yeah. bunch of phonies. Yeah. <laughs> they're just... And I'm not trying to say the right has it all figured out either. No, they definitely to... don't. They don't even. There isn't I'm even not... one right anymore. I'm not trying to say they're 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 any good, but but the left is just they're you know the hypocrisy is so staggering. It's so it, you right. just want to shake exactly. half of and just go oh how dare you? Well, it's you not just the hypocrisy. Went, we yeah. Go back to civility we want dignity in the white house you mean the dignity that was dropping bombs on yemen and and, and somalia and libya and 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 all over the place syria that, that dignity? Twenty thousand a year on syria yeah obama did yeah let's go back to that dignity we can all have brunch well here's here's what drives <laughs> and just drone people well that's what drives exactly. me crazy is the hypocrisy that they can't see and i actually had a friend where total pro Obama far left you know and we're friends we get along but I was he's like Trump is such a liar he lies all the time I'm like do you think the rest of them don't and he's like no but at least Obama like basically more or less said at least Obama kept it on the down low he's like Trump's so out in the open I'm like wait so you know that he was lying doing shitty stuff but because he said it in a good way that was okay and he was basically like yeah I'm like and you're calling you're calling me the idiot really do you guys think Trump is what you see is what you get? I definitely do not. I don't no. think he's sitting there tweeting. I don't even think he tweets. No, but I don't back either. to back definitely to Charlie's not. point about uh, defending him. I I don't know if I've necessarily defended him as much as kind of like the media and the left hates him so much, and I can't stand the media and the left so much that I'm like kind of rooting for the guy. Well, it's he's about kind the of principle. entertaining. It's about the principle, not <laughs> the person. True. It's the yeah. principle of it. It's just I'll defend anyone. I don't care who it is, if if it's so blatant that something horrible is happening to that person, even if that person's doing st- stuff that's maybe not awesome. But he's not, like, out murdering people. He's not inciting no, violence. He's, he's doing not doing that. Purpose. I think he became this person because George Soros asked him to be or whatever. Because, look, it's destroying the country, right? Like, and we have these deficits, and he, you know, like, he allowed people to think that Someone was there fighting the good fight. And I think the pendulum has swung in four years more than it ever, ever could have swung with Hillary. So, like, I don't trust him at all. But that I do want to defend the process unless we're going to have a revolution. But let's have a real one and not one that I feel like is astroturfed from D.C. And you can never tell whether it is or not. I mean, it usually afterwards you can. But I think most of what we see is not real. Anyway. We're just left to talk about it and try to figure shit out. Yeah, that's why I watch the news and read the news and look at all those 
crazy websites because I want to decipher it myself like a puzzle. I have to figure out what they're trying to say with their little clickbait headline, then read the article and think, okay, this is a fake story, but here's what they want people to think. Here's where it's going to go. I'm the same way. I feel like it's, it's a gigantic puzzle. I like trying to put puzzles together. The only difference is that with this one, like if we don't solve it fast enough, we wind up in FEMA camps or something. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe, I don't know, but, 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 uh, it's, it's interesting to, to watch, you know, I, I hate the media. They're my number one target as, as, as you guys all know, but, but I'm fascinated. What, like you said, reading their headlines and then reading the body and going the body of the story literally contradicts the headline. And oh, yeah. then, and, and like, as an example of this, where I get really like, it's one thing if it says Elvis caught eating ding dongs in a wind Dixie, you know, somewhere. And then you yeah. read the body of the story and it says, well, it was a guy named Elvis, but his name was Elvis Jimenez. And he lived, you know, and he, <laughs> that's different when you read the story and it says 169,000 Americans dead from coronavirus. And then you read the body of the, of the story. And it says of that 169,000 that were dead from coronavirus, actually only 6% died from it. The other 94% died with it. And on average, 2.6 comorbidity conditions. Oh, yeah. So that's an example of the media, the headline saying one thing, 169 dead from, from coronavirus, which then became 200,000, which now is 300,000. That's so unbelievably dishonest because though they said later in their, in the story, actually that number is really about 10,000, you know, I mean, it's 6% of 169,000. They didn't put that in the headline. It doesn't matter because then. They don't want you to, to know that if they want you to know that they would say only about 10,000 dead from actual coronavirus. I mean, it'd be written differently. So I'm with you on, on, on reading these, the stories and trying to figure out what the narrative is they're trying to sell you. So, so the narrative they're trying to sell you is be terrified. Coronavirus is coming to kill everyone. Look, we just said 169,000, but if you have a brain and you take 90 seconds to read the story, you will find that what you're actually being told is something vastly different. Oh yeah. Yep. It happens all the time. Uh, Monica, I know you got to get out of here in about 10 minutes, right? 10, 15. Did you guys hear the, uh, oh, you're muted, Monica. Uh, oh, you're muted. Yeah. Sorry, hon. I can, I can make it a full hour if you like. I, I was a little bit late. So if you want to go, uh, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted, wanted to, to do 60 minutes on your recording. It's fine. Oh, it doesn't matter to me. We release anything, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have low standards. No, I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> one of my friends sent me this morning, the, uh, story about the Pope and maybe the Italian prime minister or president, whatever, getting arrested. So there's an example of some uh, propaganda one way or the other. Uh, there's reports that the Pope is arrested and they have videos of, you know, armored vehicles leaving the Vatican and there's a Vatican blackout and all that. And then immediately the fact checkers come out and are like, nonsense, yeah. nonsense, wrong. <laughs> definitely wasn't true. Yeah, every article, I looked it up and it was... Uh, every other article was an article about how the that wasn't true. It was Pope got arrested. Fact check. Pope's not arrested. Pope's arrested. Fact check. Pope's not arrested. And they were different sources, but it was just one after the other. It's true. It's not true. It's true. It's not true. 
And that story in particular, I think, is not. I, I don't think I don't it's think real. It either, I think but... it was literally put out there to distract us from something else. There's something <laughs> else happening probably right now. Everyone's researching the Pope thing, but there's so much happening. Well, I, it's this all is the happening. First I've heard of it. I I haven't even oh, opened really? my like news yeah, it's today. A Sunday story. I noticed <laughs> that people were talking about that. Literally texting me. And uh, that there's a blackout in the Vatican and Pakistan and that Italy is being accused of changing our election. Oh, yeah. I don't know. The Pope did come out and say, prayed for the dead at the Capitol riot and said a place enshrined in democracy, et cetera, et cetera. But boy, I'm Catholic and I just that guy. <laughs> I, I can't even I, I might there might be like a, a rule on the books that if I say what I think about him, I go to hell, whether it's true or not. So oh, I can I'll say it then. I'm not I don't think I'm subject <laughs> to those Catholic laws. Uh, <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think he's a good guy. No, uh, he might be drinking the baby's blood. He, he might be. I mean, he, 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 he may be. He, he, he didn't have a problem with, uh, you know, the Pinochet government and, and all that. Nonsense. Oh, yes. He's got a, no, he's I knew got that, a dark yeah. history. I yeah, mean, this is bad. this this is not a good guy. I think we all kind of know, realize that as you rise to these positions yeah. of power, whether it be in banking or politics or the military or or the religious uh, institutions, man, there is the same methods of control exist there. Uh, why would you allow someone to become the Pope if you couldn't, you know, if, if you, of if course you make, the make him do the things you need him to do, make him get on board with the world economic forum. Not that these guys wouldn't already. I Some mean, people think they're on top of that. The Vatican is on top of the pyramid. Listen, the Vatican's in the conversation for sure. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it, it has, a seat at this and, table. And they have I would that say. bank. You know, the and they bank, have that bank. And whether that bank you think, is mysterious. Yeah, there's a fifth dimensional element or not, and you just want to be the Allison McDowell, like this is about the money. Vatican's got it all. <laughs> and and they say that. his election was not valid. Mm. So we got two popes and two presidents. Not my pope. Well, if you're talking <laughs> about that uh the fifth dimensional element, I'm always interested in that because it doesn't seem like they're out for money anymore. When they can print trillions of dollars of money, I don't think they really need the money. They kind of have all the power. So yeah, what is the other, what are they shooting for here? They're, it's a battle for the mind and it looks like they're winning that one too. So, Well, you could, you could say to Trump, um, listen, you don't need this he headache for the next four years. You're, you're an older guy, a wealthy guy. You did. You got elected president. That's a great accomplishment. I tell you what. There's a there's a bank account in the Cayman Islands, uh, with seventy five billion dollars sitting in it with your name on it. Private golf course. Your family will be taken care of for the next seventy generations. You know, you're good. He does seem and, like you kind you know, of so. So that I mean, like you said, they're printing up money. It has no value it's just used for to to gain power to buy things that aren't available for sale or are available for sale at a very high price you could you could throw it this way if the if so, the you know if the if these gr groups need biden in there the way they needed but w in there to pull off 911 they need yeah. biden in there to allow something to happen yeah. they'll have him yeah they'll have him but i have a question to prepare for that if you I'm a busy gal. I got stuff to do. I could give up my podcast. I can't give up my parenting, but I could give up my podcast to like really prep. But 
but I'm not sure that's the best use of my time and energy. What would you think is the, would be if I only had a finite amount of time, energy, and money to prepare for what's to come. I mean, what's, what is the one thing I, you think I should prioritize Charlie? Well, from a financial, for, let me just say, I'm not licensed to give financial advice. I have to make <laughs> okay. that disclaimer. I'm right. licensed to give real estate advice. Uh, you are? I will say, yeah, <laughs> Should I'm I buy? Real estate broker. Well, it's, it's what is it? Productive farmland, yeah. land with water rights. I want a yeah. condo in Hawaii. <laughs> condo in Hawaii is a good place to go when, when you know, to, to uh, on your way out the door. <laughs> Just because the they don't have chemtrails, I don't think. It's the only place that, never mind. <laughs> That's a different rabbit hole. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So get your, money, you would, yeah, get your money out of the U.S. bank. There's a stipulation when you put your money in, in I mean, enough to, yeah, to, yeah. to cover your bills and everything, like but Corazon, when you put your money yeah. into that bank account, yeah. that money becomes the property of the banks and you become an unsecured creditor of your money. Now you think it's your money and you can go to the bank and you can probably get it out and if somebody robs the bank you know that local bank but things can change you'll yeah. be made whole fdic right. could step in and take care of that stuff but if it's a systemic banking right. collapse right. and you say i need my money first right. of all there'll be a bank there'll be a run on actual money to begin yeah. with yeah. but 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 even then they'll say what do you mean your money Mm -hmm. it's our money. And you'll say, no, 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 it's in my bank account. And they'll say, read the fine print, buddy. It's I think that's money. what John Corzine used as an excuse when he defrauded the people in his private bank. Yep. And, and he is not in jail. He was the head of Goldman Sachs. He was a governor and a senator from New Jersey. Yeah. And he took invest, he took deposits and invested it on behalf of the firm. And then when he lost all their money, he said, oh, we're not paying you back because we had the right to do that. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, he paid the money back because he didn't want to go to court and try to prove that out. Yeah. But that was he couldn't, and, go to, he couldn't go to prison for that because he hadn't done anything illegal in that right. sense. Right, but well, I mean, maybe he up. did. I don't know. Yes, yeah, I don't know the ins and outs. But but right. but the taking that's of the right. money, the yeah. taking of the money is, is is so you know you know people go oh what do you want me to stick cash in my mattress yeah well have cash <laughs> out, <laughs> get some coins. gold, get yeah. some silver. I mean, listen, I don't, uh, you know, I wrote a book with Jeff Berwick, who's all yes. into crypto. So right. he say, get some crypto, um, you know, uh, but like I said, there, there's. Well, that's why crypto is going through the roof, right? I mean, sure. just people are. P people want understand. to bug out, get ready yeah, to bug when, out. It, the currency is being hyperinflated away uh, right now. They've printed up, I don't know, I've seen indications for of 25% to 35% of the total available dollars in the of, of US dollars have been created in the year 2020. So, oh, wow. so that is that That's is 30% inflation right there. In that one is year. yes, that is catastrophic. Yeah. That is that is unsustainable. Although and extremely damaging. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but and I and this is when like I just can't think anymore about it. But if there if if what we were actually seeing um, that the collapse was really like a debt collapse mm -hmm. and that was just money, you know, getting bailed into those holes of non-productivity, that could be why it doesn't look like inflation. But over time, you would see that all that created money was totally unproductive unless tech is so much more productive that putting us all into the virtual world, you know, you may, there are offsetting factors that may mask that truth 
is all I'm saying. And it's it kind of tricky to navigate. And, and they and they may create a, a digital dollar as a way oh, to for hide sure. that. No. And then tie that to UBI and say, well, we're going to pay you your UBI yes. in digital dollars, these use new Fed coins, but that'll be contingent upon you getting vaccinated and, mm-hmm. and having yes. your health passport up to snuff and all that stuff. And so they'll make that the, you know, carrot and stick type thing where you got to jump through hoops. Get this. Uh, to your point about cash, I read an IMF blog that wanted to describe a blog they have a blog tab on the international monetary mm-hmm. fund website and they said i think they want to encourage people from discourage people from getting cash and they said when we implement digidollars there will be an exchange rate with cash yeah so if you don't put all your cash into digidollars day one at a dollar it's going to by the end of the year you're only going to be able to get 80 cents for every dollar of cash mm-hmm. So yeah, try and incentivize you to get in there. You can tell that right there is, is, is <laughs> right. it's a scam. Yes, yes, yes. If they have to, and if they have to, yeah. to, 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 to trick you into doing that, yeah. um, it, it's, it's because it's not good for you. If they have to offer you to wipe away all of your debts, but you will never own any possessions from this point forward. It's, it's, it's a scam. It's well, a timeshare that, sales. Pitch. That's that wrinkly yeah. nutsack Klaus Schwab. You will own nothing yes. <laughs> and you will be happy. That guy well, creeps me out. Can I make out. a suggestion to the World Economic Forum? Um, when you're trying to take over the world, <laughs> maybe don't have your focal point guy, your 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 ringleader, be ha- have like a hard German accent. Look like Dr. Evil. He looks like Dr. Evil. I'm like, where's his him- naked cat? And make him dress like he's on the, you know, like he's a Klingon or something. I mean, you've you've made this. It's so, but maybe that's what, maybe they're like, they've role played this and they're like, He founded it in in 50 years ago. So he was the guy. And that's what makes me think it could be like a Gladio operation because 50 years ago is a long time. Well, one of the guys that was was part of the organization that advised him on it and by some accounts morphed into it. What organization was that? That was... Where's my, dang it, I don't have my notes in front of Charlie, me. Charlie, come to on find now. It. I've um, been looking for that. Economic, well, I'll find it. I've got yes, it in, please, in some of my notes. Uh, that was started by a guy who was Hitler's commercial banker with Deutsche Bank. I totally from 39 to 45. It was a Gladio thing. And so he 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 was known as a the most powerful banker in the Third Reich. This guy lived, made it through the purges, made it through the hangings and all that stuff, and started a foundation that later advised Klaus Schwab on how. So when when Jim Mars writes a book about the Fourth Reich, and talking about how the Third Reich never really died, it just sort of migrated right. to 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 two different places. This could be the fourth Reich. The World That's Economic the Forum could be. Because the space program mm-hmm. was those Nazi scientists and stuff came over. That was in the 60s. Like you, you have to think of like these people were active. The ones yep. they saved were the ones who were going to be useful. And they had a leave behind operation in Europe. And, I, and, and a lot of that had to do with money. And that's when I saw him and I thought, and, um, it makes strange bedfellows. So you can't dismiss somebody because of the, you know, bells and whistles or his, you know, fancy, he's got some Royal outfits on that he sometimes wears Klaus Schwab. Like, I just, I don't know what he's up to, but, uh, I, I really wanted to dig into that 
possibility that it was Gladio related. Someone needs to throw him into a volcano. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it would probably blow up the earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to find that. I'm trying to look it up right now. I can't find the the information on this, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a group that uh, um, that was uh, you know out of uh, Deutsche Bank, and um, you know who that's has, all you need to know. Really, it, they've got they've got problems too. Uh, and Klaus Schwab them out such big time in 2008, mm-hmm. like crazy. Mm-hmm. Why you know others yeah. failed. My actually my presentation that I did at Anarchapulco when we would uh, in, in 2020, I was talking about the controlled demolition of the American Empire, the book, and one of the trigger points I said that people should look for. This was before we'd finished the book, but I was uh, we were still working on it. Uh, one of the things I said to look for was was Deutsche Bank collapsing because they have so they're a zombie bank. I mean, they're 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 fully funded by. This is what I'm saying about by, if there was a debt collapse and they produce 30 percent of the dollars, but it looks like the price level is the same. It looks like there's no inflation. W- what happens? It's if there's a bunch of zombies out there, they do die mm-hmm. now. If if something builds up to absorb that, I don't know. But do you think we would see it collapse? I I think they would take everybody down because right. they've got uh, derivatives uh, on each other's balance sheets well, that, that would have you, to be wiped away, and they'd right. have to just that's pretend when you that, change the regime, the monetary regime entirely. From yeah, scratch. yeah, exactly. So what you know, the bankers don't ever want to be blamed for any of this stuff, which they're <laughs> they're fully involved in. But they but they can't. You know, the the virus provides a perfect cover for them because then it's like, oh, it wasn't us; it was the virus. You know, and, right. and oh, meanwhile, sure. it was them. I mean, it was coming down before beforehand. They they knew it. They were they were. Why would you have quantitative easing? One, two, three, four. You know, you just keep doing this. This is not what you do when you have. Uh, an economic system that is working well. This is what you do when you are trying to, or when you have a pandemic. <laughs> right, right. This is what, this is what you do when when it, like everything is falling apart and you're you're trying everything to try and keep it afloat for a little bit longer. And then it's like, what if we had a pandemic and then that could destroy everything and then we won't be blamed? Not only would we not be blamed for it, we'd have the ex- extra special advantage of knowing it's coming and yeah. knowing how to profit from that. Okay. So I I I. You know, yeah, I, that's so true. That does look like what's happening. And I think we should ask Joe to have us back so we can have a serious discussion. Oh, yes. Serious. <laughs> it depends. You usually, keep this light. Hey, right. usually, usually we get more silly and goofy if we record at night because we've been, you know, doing a little bit of drinking. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Actually, we, uh, we had Midnight Mike on a couple weeks ago and it, it was another sober one o'clock in the afternoon one. I'm like, wow, this is weird. Usually I do this kind of drunk. So it was interesting though. It actually, <laughs> you can remember that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like we're ever actually drunk. We're just drinking. Oh uh, no. I've been, I've been so hammered on a couple of them that I don't remember. And I have to have Ben who couldn't make it today. I had to have him like go listen to it to make sure I didn't get anything that would get me kicked off. You know, I think we only do that when it's like That's us funny. though, as a group, not when we have guests on who are educated on these yeah. subjects, we, we try hang. not to get smashed. To oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Next time we'll do it. We'll do it a little bit later. At I mean, I'm literally yeah. watching my kids outside. Like I can't, this is not the time for me yeah, to no. just let my hair down. So. <laughs> no, th- thanks for coming on again, though, guys. I know you're both super busy, and you squeaked us in on a Sunday. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank fun. you so much. Always, always yeah. a pleasure.
I always have a good time with you guys. So I'll Hell see yeah. you all later. All right. All right. See you later, later, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks.